Tip onion, onions. Roasted. Onions, I like the longer onion you cook roasted. them, the better they get. Ooh. Onions are just oh, good yes. every time. I love onions. Caramelized. Uh, Caramelized, mm. indeed. Pickled. Yeah. I quick pickle Ooh, onions all the time. Pickling is good. Huh. I'm Michael. And I'm Tessa. And this is Civically Speaking. Welcome, everyone, to episode 16. It's like a sweet 16. 16. It's a sweet 16. Yeah. Our podcast. We missed our quinceanera. What the hell? We we didn't celebrate that one. Well, it's because we were busy talking about how I got COVID. That's true. Yeah. That kind of distracted us. That really distracted us. That did sort of put a whole downer on the whole thing. I don't know what you're Mm. talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Being the first civic theater staff member. To have a breakthrough infection. To get, not only to get COVID, but have a breakthrough infection. Mm -hmm. I'd be very happy if you were the only civic theater. Yeah, not the first. I take that back. I take that back. Let's say only. The only one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only, only. Anyway, <laughs> Lord, it's so. Uh, the people who know me know this. I'm a warm weather guy, a summer guy. <laughs> like that's my time. That's yep. my time. As soon as it's warm enough for shorts. Basically, yes. And I will wear them until I can't, or it's wildly inappropriate. Um, and, uh, so, so Labor Day is always a bit of a weird time and, and, you know, just with each day that sort of ticks by in September, I kind of get a little more like, mm, like it's like after you've opened the presents on Christmas, you know, oh. you know, the clock's, the clock's ticking. Oh, it's but it's right. Indiana, so it's second summer. It's true. It's true. <laughs> we are, we, it's true. But reached, we will start um, getting those weird days where it'll be like, you know, 45. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I and then the next day it'll love be that. I love no. that. I always keep like two sweaters in my car just in case. <laughs> oh, my God. Or I'll do the long sleeve in the shorts. It's <laughs> great. You get excited for fall and then it's. Not really here. I know, and then we don't get fall. Well, that's yeah. the other day. I was out in the garden in Chicago um, harvesting broccoli, and it was like 40 degrees, and it was amazing. <laughs> 40 wish. degrees? It was so good. Oh my God. I mean, it was like 6 a.m. No, that's so. Oh. It was very early. So why were you harvesting broccoli yeah. at 6 a.m. in Chicago? Um, <laughs> because my, my boyfriend grows a variety of things uh, um and i leave with like pounds of tomatoes every oh, time i oh. go up there or he comes to visit me and the broccoli finally had flowered Yay. so i got <laughs> so i got some broccoli and it was just really early in the morning because he had to i don't work. hate broccoli but it's I, not really my see, thing see i love broccoli <laughs> i will eat broccoli raw I will eat it cooked in things. I will eat like, oh. Raw, yes, cooked. Mm. Uh, no, I need it cooked. Now, it carrots. Cooked. No. no, no carrots. You don't like carrots? I will eat like a sliced carrot yeah. like in when they're in little circles and they're real thin yeah. and when you cook them. But raw carrots. Too crunchy for you? Cooked carrots. No, I like the crunch. Oh, all right. But it's. A taste I, thing? I think it's a cooked carrot taste thing, and also. Well, I can't stand the cooked carrots. I'll eat raw, raw carrot carrots all day long. though, Whoa. unless they are like drenched. Oh, yeah. in that's a my ranch. thing about vegetables <laughs> generally, though. <laughs> really? I will generally eat a veg- any vegetable raw before I'll eat it cooked. 
I'm I'm hmm. the opposite. I have to have it cooked. I like most and if it is cooked, I want it to way. be barely cooked. Well, <laughs> now that we have now that we've got yeah. that, away. hey, I did, there's one other thing I want. So we, you know, obviously we've been talking for a while about how theater is back and we're coming back and the color purple mm-hmm. is coming yeah, and all that. Is. But another thing that I've been able to do the last couple of weeks, few weeks, is go to concerts outdoors. Yeah. And somebody here went to a pretty special concert this last week. Somebody saw the Joe Bros. <laughs> Yes. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> oh, three guesses who? The Jonas Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> How was it? Oh my gosh. My middle school heart was so happy. <laughs> like, I have been waiting a good decade to see them live. It was one of those concerts where I was like, mm, I want to go, you know, but couldn't afford it or anything as a kid. And then they got back together and I realized, oh my gosh, they're going to tour now. They're going to, oh, yeah. they want to make money. They so do. they're going to tour in all the places. And I was finally able to go with my friend Becca. And we just died the whole time. I mean, they did burning up. They quite literally (gasps) said, we have to turn the temperature up in here. And everyone just knew. We started screaming. screaming. I was so excited. It was the best. And they did Love Bug. and Love Bug. It was great. Yes, love, it, love bug. I don't. And they made people be vaccinated yeah. or tested, and we love them oh, yes. for that. Yes, we, we love do. Them yes. We love you, Jonas vaccine. Brothers. Oh, yeah. You had to show your card at Ruoff, and then you could get yes. your tickets. Do you have. I like turning people away. Do you have a favorite, Joe Bro? Oh, Nick Jonas. Okay. Mm. Okay. Nick Jonas. Do you have a favorite, Joe Bro? Well, I think we've talked about this, Michael, yes. in that Joe Jonas yes. is our favorite. Agree. 100% agree. One hundred percent agree. I, it's not that I. It's not that I don't like uh, Nick. Kevin or oh, Kevin. Nick. I like Kevin. I like Kevin better now than I would have said maybe like ten years ago. Well, because like he's yeah. more interesting. He's really now. coming yes. to his own. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He, but know, I like had Joe. Kids. I like Joe. It was I kind of too. funny at the show they did yeah. like on the screens. They had them pre-record this message about like their first music memory, you know, for like a minute or something. And like the first one was Joe. And right after he sang two of his songs from when he did DNC. Mm-hmm. So like Cake by the Ocean mm-hmm. and another yes. one I don't remember. And then they did Nick and he did some of his solo songs, yeah. you know. And then they just did Kevin's and went into group songs. <laughs> okay. And it just made me giggle like, oh, oh poor Kevin. Kevin. You know, he didn't get enough love. Kevin, Kevin, He's the Michelle yeah, of the group. Kevin, Kevin didn't have, oh, Kevin didn't have a solo Kevin. career. No. He, had, he had kids. Oh. Yeah, he had children. He, he had kids. He had a family. <laughs> yeah. He did. So, I just thought it was really for him. awkwardly funny. And now the rest of them are following suit. So They are. Yeah. You know, they all got. There you go. You go they all Kevin, got. You go. Well, it's, it's certainly <laughs> exciting. I'm sure it was exciting for you. It's been exciting mm-hmm. for me to be in these big crowds outdoors and a little less anxiety inducing yes. than, yeah. than being indoors yeah. in tightly packed rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we're starting to do indoor stuff again here. We're doing on the stuff. Yeah. Thank goodness, we are. <laughs> Doing things. So we've got yes. classes that started this week. This is just a, started uh, yesterday. The littles were were all here. Those five year olds. Oh yeah. Creative, stages. creative stages. That's our newest class. That started yesterday. So this is a National Arts and Education Week. And we've it been is. Celebrating yeah. This. Yeah. Um, every day on our Facebook and Instagram, we are celebrating one civic person who's been impacted by arts and education. So keep an eye out. There's four of them out now. As a Thursday. as an edu- as, as a as a community theater, everything we do 
caters to our educational programs to some yeah. degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything we do is educational to some degree. So we're excited to be part of that program yeah. in the broader sense. And of course, we are going to be we're going to be opening the color purple in Three weeks. Three weeks. Yes. Three, three weeks, weeks three. from tomorrow. Yes. Three weeks from tomorrow. That yeah. is yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> crazy. Do you feel anxious now hearing Just the three-week countdown? Just a little bit. You know, they started that countdown last week, and they were like, mm-hmm. oh, guys, it's a month. We got a month. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, 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 don't cool, talk cool, cool, about cool, cool, cool. it. You hush. Yeah. We don't you know. just hush. Yeah, it's always it always seems like it sneaks up in you, especially in the rehearsal process. Mm-hmm. So we've mostly finished staging the show. There's still two or three little pieces that still have to be finished, but largely speaking, yeah. And uh, so we're we're beginning to do reviews and run works and all the fun mm-hmm. stuff we do to get ready for an audience. So it's it's uh, getting off book. Yeah, getting off book. Getting off book. <laughs> always a fun time for the actors. So, I think about that and think it would be terrifying. I can't. Yes. Like, oh, memorize all the things. Just, I just, mm. just, it's just no. a hair. Just, just yeah. Before we bit. get too far into talking about the color purple, yes, um, you might be wondering what we're going to talk about today. What are we going to talk about today? Take it away, Tessa. <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy cute good job <laughs> thank you i mean that's You're that's welcome. like my sweet spot that's where i live <laughs> awkward but endearing oh my word well anyways there's uh this random fourth voice you've been hearing yes. amongst us so Hello. far yes it is Bridget ludlow who plays Celie in the color purple hello <laughs> So if you listen to our last podcast, you know that we are doing a series on the color purple with some of the cast members, and Bridgette is our first one, which is great. So excited to be here. <laughs> Inaugural guest Yay! of the color purple series. Yes. And I got a mug. And you got a mug. So she got a mug. Yes. yes. Everyone gets the mug. <laughs> well, everyone on the podcast gets the mug. Yes. Yes. What an honor. It's the mug. Not being on the show. It's just the mug. It's so exciting. I love swag. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it. So welcome, Bridgette. Thank you for having me. Um, This is not your first civic show, but it's your first sort of real life book fully written by somebody else, not by Michael Lasley. (laughs) Civic show. It is. How's it going? Um, it's going really well. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but I am thoroughly surprised and loving the process. So. Good. <laughs> Good. Not not at all awkward to have your director ask you that question. I know, right? <laughs> I love it. It's uh, amazing. <laughs> Sweat. <laughs> like, blink twice if you need me to give you a swift exit. <laughs> So you were in two of our virtual offerings yes. uh, last season, correct? Yes, that is correct. Holiday Lights and Light on the Horizon. So Light on the Horizon was uh, the hybrid piece. So we actually yes. had live audiences. Yes. That was the first time that we invited audiences back in. And they were socially distanced and limited. Um, they were small, they but were small, they were loud. But, yeah, <laughs> yes. they were mighty. And you got to do a couple of things from The Color Purple yes. uh, as part oh. of that, uh, so which was good. fun. Mm-hmm. You've been cast as Seely for a while, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, almost a year. It has been almost a year. 
<laughs> it's weird to think about it that way, but yes, it's almost been a year. So if you don't know, folks, we originally had planned to do the color purple uh, as the closer for our 2020-2021. Uh, yes. The hardest too many, too, uh, number too many, yes, to say. Sorry. Anyway, last 2020, season. 2020-21. It was supposed to be last season. We'll just call it last season. Last, yeah. yeah. It was supposed to happen in uh, open at the end of April and run into to May. And uh, we kind of, you know, planned it and proceeded like we were going to do that. And we had auditions virtually. Mm -hmm. So the first time we'd ever had virtual auditions for a main stage show. Uh, we did that last November and we cast, uh, I believe there are 16 people. So there were originally 18 people cast in that show. 16 of those people are still in the show and we've added another five as what? part of our ability to <laughs> sort of expand things because we were limited in the number of people we could have backstage. Oh my gosh. Right. That's those, why we did it. Those like Tetris conversations that we had about yeah. how many people can be in the cast and also have enough crew and can we do this without crew? Yeah. Yeah. To make sure that we well, had the correct amount of people and not too many. Truth. Mm. But so... It takes a lot of resources to put a full show on stage. Oh, yeah. You have to have, you know, an orchestra and a cast and crew and all the people that are involved with this. And so we sort of came to the conclusion, I think it was probably in late February, early March, that it seemed clear that we were not going to be able to have full houses yeah. for the show. And so we didn't want that to be anybody's experience. We didn't want it to be the experience of... The people working so hard to put the show together and the crew and the staff and the cast and the orchestra. And we sure, sure didn't want it to be the experience of the audience to be in a very small house trying to watch this show. And we we were rewarded with amazing responses from small houses last spring. Mm -hmm. But that's not how we wanted the, the color purple to grace this, the civic stage. No. For those of you who don't know, The Color Purple is the first all-black show that we have done at Civic in more than three decades. So we kind of put a lot of pressure on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put a lot of pressure on it, but we also want to make sure that it is as good as it can possibly be and as good experience for everybody who's involved in seeing a performance and participating in a performance. So that's why it got pushed to the opener for this year and why mm -hmm. Bridget has been cast as Seely for almost a year. Has been <laughs> Seely through most of the pandemic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyways, before we keep talking specifically about the color purple, we want to know more about you. So, how long have you been doing theater? Oh, my goodness. It's been <laughs> quite some time. Um, I started in high school, um, and it was just by chance. I was originally a choir kid, mm. um, yep. and I was asked a bajillion times to do show choir, and I was just like, oh, I'm not really into that. I'm into sure. sports. I wanted to be the sporty girl, and mm. then I happened to get injured. Um, oh. So I got patella tracking disorder in my knee in my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. um, so it completely obliterated any chances of going to state for any of the things I was doing sure. cross country and track. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that, that's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> that was not going to yeah. happen. So mm -hmm. <laughs> just by a whim um, and the person that I was seeing at the time, they're like, oh, you should audition for this show since you love choir so much and just try out acting. And I did a spring show at my high school and then just got hooked um, and then decided to go to college and was like, oh, I'll, I'll be in psychology. 
<laughs> and oh, yeah. ended up taking Oof. an acting class instead of the public speaking class mm. and then was <laughs> further talked into doing more theater <laughs> and switched my major in the middle of the year, my freshman year. And That's great. I've been doing theater ever since. That's Wait, how hold we on. Get you. you guys got to choose yes. whether you took a speech class or an or acting after. class? Yes. That would be nice. Fucking <laughs> ball state. <laughs> we had to take I like I was an acting major. Uh-huh. And I had to take a speech class. Oh, no. What? The an intro to speech class. We got and the I was like to take acting. Well, I feel like you were already getting the acting part there. Yes. Yes, your full education. <laughs> I guess. Well-rounded. I got yes. to give one speech to test out of it. They were like, oh, if you, you don't got to test out? Wanna, mm. Yeah, if you don't want to actually mm. take the class, just give one speech, and if it's really good, you're done. And I gave one speech, and I didn't have to do it. Fancy. <laughs> I was like, yeah. we you. got the option. <laughs> Thank you, Sean Jensen, for talking me into being a theater major. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And switch, and I've been doing it ever since. I love it. So, outside of your time with Civic, what else have you done in the area or outside of the area? Oh. Whatever. As far as like <laughs> acting or just everyday work, um, all the things, both. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Both. Um. Well, I've done some stuff for Footlight, um, Phoenix Theater. Um, when I'm not acting, I'm at J. Crew. Big ups to the J. Crew. Yes. <laughs> and then I am also over at IU in the Sim Center as oh, a okay. standardized patient actor. Oh, cool. Yes. So, like, that's really working fun. with the med students, right? Yes, and the nurses. So, that's a fun time. Hmm. I enjoy it so much. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I don't think I even knew that was like a thing. Oh, it's a thing. My okay. sister yes. and my sister-in-law mm-hmm. told me, my sister's a doctor and went to IU Med School and my sister-in-law was at IUPUI mm-hmm. as nursing school. Yeah. And they're like, we had the best patient today. And they're like, I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh yeah, simulated patients. Yes. They come through all uh-huh. the time. That's us. <laughs> And Miss wow. Tiffany Gilliam is one too. Oh yes, yes, she I sure didn't know is. that. Mm-hmm. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. So do you just like fake illnesses and symptoms? Yeah. So we get cases just like the medical school students do, but oh. we're on the patient side, so we give them the opportunity to interact with a patient before they actually have to go out and deal with their real patients. That's so interesting. So important. Yes. Oh. Yes. So we help them with their testing. And then any type of simulation that they feel their their instructors feel that they may run into when they're hmm. in their clinicals. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've learned something <laughs> new. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's really cool. <laughs> so, what else have you done around the city? Is there anything um, else acting wise or behind the scenes? Uh, nothing behind the scenes. It's all been pretty much on stage. So I. You just were. You just finished up a show. Yes, I did. I just finished Zach and Zach's production of Hedgewig and the Angry Inch. And I heard and I it was Zach. incredible. <laughs> it was so much fun. Good. <laughs> it was so much fun. So, we'll jump back to the color purple. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with it, A, you should be. You should know. You should know. Oprah was in it. Yes. Pardon? Oprah, Oprah was in it. it. Whoopi yeah. was in it. So the color purple is based upon 
the Pulitzer Prize winning novel by Alice Walker. That is the story of Celie, and we track Celie from the time she is 14 to 50, and sort of the story of her life. Now, I will, I will take this moment, because we can never be too clear with our audience to say, this is not an easy story to tell. It is not. This no. is not an easy topic to discuss, you know, what happens to Celie. She is a poor black woman in the south the deep south from 1909 mm-hmm. you know on so this is not a good time to be a black woman no. in this country or probably any country really mm-hmm. um but uh so it's difficult subject matter um, but it is about her journey and about her finding herself and love particularly learning how to love herself yes. i think um, and told in just beautiful, beautiful music um, and and uh, story. So I hope that you will all come and see it, but please be aware that this is some difficult material at times. Beautiful it as has. it is. Beautiful yes. as it is. It is difficult material at times. And it has content that, because we get this question all the time, can mm-hmm. I bring my little kids? You can, and I always say the same thing. I don't know your kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you raise your kids. I don't know what you're if comfortable is, with talking to your kids about. If you are ready to have a conversation yes. with your children about <laughs> right. this, right, about and, a lot of different things, mm-hmm. then sure. And it goes for a yeah. lot of the things we do. We do. We do. We go over a range of topics uh, mm-hmm. in in the, the things that we bring to people, and some of it is very family friendly, and some of it is not. Uh, but if you're willing to have those conversations with your kids or, you know, you know your kids well enough to know whether that's the adult material is going to kind of sort of fly by right past them and they'll mm-hmm. still enjoy right. the, the musicality the music. of it and the dance and yeah. things like that. It's not a big dance show. We have some dance in it, yeah. but as compared to some other things we do, it's not typical of a civic show in that regard for a musical. But uh, everybody should know that. So. Uh, you're playing Celie, as we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you feel about Celie or things you want people to know about Celie. Well, Celie is a really difficult character to kind of verbally break down um, because there are so many different parts and sides to her. Um, it's put so perfectly in the script of describing her as kind of like a bird almost. Mm-hmm. She's when she, you see her at the beginning of the story, she's very flittish. Um, she's young. She doesn't really know too much about the world. And then she experiences some really tough times. In the end, you see her kind of soar and bloom and become this fully realized person. And it's just an amazing experience to be able to play that type of character because I felt like she was so different from me when I initially looked at the script and I've seen the movie and seen the show, but I'm like, oh God, I'm nothing like her. But in reading the <laughs> script, I feel like I have so many experiences that are so similar to her. A beautiful story. She's a beautiful character. So what has that process been like for you of discovering how you're similar to her or different or anything like that? It's really emotional. Um, I've found myself after rehearsals a lot of the times having to really pull myself away from that character Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. she does go through so much stuff 
and then yeah. as you're going through the show, you're going through rehearsal, you're consistently hearing, oh, she's ugly. She's mm-hmm. ugly. You're not beautiful being oh. beat up on verbally. Yeah. That you don't really realize how much of that you internalize as myself. Right, as Bridget. Until I get home. And then, like, I'm having thoughts in my head of, like, oh, God, I feel terrible. What's going on? And then it's the, oh, <laughs> I just spent <laughs> a couple of hours being told I'm ugly and having so yeah. many nasty things thrown at me. The other part of the emotions is being happy. She goes through so much stuff once again, and her finding that strength and the beauty not just in herself, but all of the things around her is a fantastic process. And I realize that I do that myself throughout my Mm. life. Mm -hmm. I'll go around and you'll have that little negative voice in your head. Mm -hmm. The self-sabotage. I'm not good enough. (laughs) I can't do this. Your inner critic. Or you you deliver something in rehearsal and you're like, God, that was just terrible. (laughs) But then I'm like, you know what? It's rehearsal. You're supposed to fail. You're supposed Mm -hmm. to learn all of this stuff from failing and make it beautiful. That's what's great about art. Uh, The things that you portray are so realistic to what you do in your daily life. So Mm -hmm. just looking at her beauty, her strength has changed me as a person. That's so wonderful. (laughs) I think you've touched at least, you know, a little bit on the the why uh, this story is is good for us to know, for Mm -hmm. us to tell. But, uh, and I, I, you know, I have a lot of sort of, as the artistic director here, a lot of mechanical reasons in some ways Mm -hmm. why this is where I wanted us to go, why this show sort of part of a progression that I've been working on for 20 years. For a while. (laughs) For a while. (laughs) Um, But, you know, why do you think this is an important story for people to see and an important story to be told? Loaded question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We all find it difficult to talk about race, especially now and with everything that's happening. I just think it's so important for little brown girls and boys um, that are growing up in these times to hear about this subject. Um, Because in the show, we do cover Africa. Mm -hmm. And while it's very generalized with just being Africa and not the different little places of Africa, you get that scene where Nettie is describing Africa to Seeley, who's never seen anything other than where she's at right now. The red clay of Georgia. Yes, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And just to tell people about Africa, where you came from initially, um, I think that the little boys and girls that look like me need to hear about that because we don't get to see what that's like. We only see like the commercials on TV where you're sponsoring a child or right. a few children right. from Africa right. and you're not seeing like the skyscrapers and the success of Africa as a whole. Right. Um, and just being able to show maybe even just a little bit of that to 
little kids in Indiana like, who may or may not get that opportunity to see that. Um, I think it's important. I think it's important that not just them, but everybody get to hear the struggles and the successes of people that look like me. Agree 100%, yeah. of yeah. course. Um, yeah, I think institutionally, representation is what we're trying to yes. accomplish here. Um, and, you know, we know it's not any surprise to anybody that our, our audience is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't expect that doing the color purple is going to suddenly turn our audience into some sort of diverse group of people. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the people that do come that are our normal audience shouldn't be experiencing these stories. Um, our goal should be able to tell as many people's stories as possible and not always just the stories of the people who are in our audience, but oftentimes the, the, the stories of those people who are, you know, for whatever reasons can't be part of our audience, or if they do get to be part of our audience, you want them to see themselves on stage. Yes. It matters. It matters. So I've learned that definitely in the last several years as we've gotten more and more diversity in our cast is the importance of people of color sitting in our audience and mm-hmm. seeing other people of color on the stage. Yeah. It really makes a difference. Um, and so that's that's the mechanical reasons why, um, no less important maybe uh, than anything else, but I'm so appreciative that you would share your perspective uh, on why it's important to you to be part of this. Yeah, it's an, it's an exciting time. It really is. I, I it's, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, and so I'm very excited that we're so close to making it happen. On that note, <laughs> thank so you good. so much for being with us today, Bridgette. Thank you for having me. Um, we're going to wrap up here with the Fast Five. Ooh. So um, don't be alarmed. It's oh, nothing. Yeah. It's t- it's not ter- too terrifying. They're easy. They're oh. easy questions. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully this is easy. What is your favorite show? Ooh, Rent is my favorite show. So on the other side of that, your least favorite show. Ooh. You're going to offend someone. I, I it's am. just It's going to happen. I know. I'm going to get hate for this, but sorry, guys. Meet me in St. Louis. Ugh. Oh, oh, no, that's fine. Show. Yeah. Don't add us. It's a terrible show. It's a show with no conflict. There's no conflict. It's a show where truly nothing happens. Oh, yes. The only conflict is, will they leave St. Louis? Will they not? Will they? And that's decided decided before the end of the first act. Okay, I like that song. So the second act? It's kind of fun, but in the movie. mm -hmm. I mean, Judy Garland. It's a fluff piece. Judy Garland. Mm. Judy Garland. Mm, that's but it. you can just listen to that. You don't have to watch the whole movie. Yes. Girl had yeah. a lot of husbands. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. Oh Next question. What role would you love to play, but you are totally inappropriate for? Ooh. I would like to play Elle in Legally Blonde, but I think it's really inappropriate for me. I wonder how that would work. I don't think it's appropriate for me at huh. all. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and I think you could sing the shit out of it. No question. I, I would love to sing it, yeah. and that's why I want to do it. But that character, <laughs> that's not me. Yeah. It's not me. Hmm. No. Well, anyways. I'll go with that one. <laughs> Next question. What is your favorite sound? Favorite sound? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, a noise. Oh. Um, wind chimes. I will definitely say mm. that. It's wind very chimes. soothing to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't perform and work retail and be a simulated patient, yes. what else yeah. would you do with your life? <laughs> uh, wow. I would probably end up being a teacher mm. because I just love um, to see how I can affect the younger generation and seeing how they grow um, once you are teaching them certain things, your experiences in life. I've always wanted to be a coach. Interesting. Yes, an acting coach, um, which is... Oh, I think you'd be great at that. I'd love to do that. Like, I, I don't need to be on Broadway. I don't need to be on off-Broadway. <laughs> I would love to coach. Yeah, I think Very it's fun. Cool. I enjoy doing that as well. It's a good time. That's so sort of what I do as a director. I know, right? It's so, so fun. Yeah. Well, especially when... But it's fun to still work they, on a like, specific performance aspect, <laughs> yes. too. When sometimes. that light bulb hits. Yeah. Oh, yes. And you're like... Yeah. The brilliant. Yes, you got it. That's it. You got yes. it. Especially when young people just, like, crush it. Yes. The, the little fluttering feeling that you feel in your chest once they figure it out for themselves and you're like... That's all I wanted. That's what I, that's what that's, I, that's what I wanted to see. That's just all I needed. That's yep. what I wanted to see. When I was an intern, we did acting classes, and I was so terrified to teach the high schoolers. They were the best group. Yeah. The best group ever. They were eager to learn. They wanted to hear what you had to say. They took constructive criticism really well and came up with stuff that I wasn't even thinking about. So I love it. Let me coach. <laughs> All right, it's time for the bonus question. (laughs) What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. There you go. (laughs) That's that's that was quick. No thinking, pause, editing there. No No thinking. (laughs) It is the best word. It really is the best word. How do you not wake up in the morning as an adult, open your eyes, and go, fuck? Every day. Yep. That's that's just. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yep. All right. Again, thank you for joining us today. People, people, you've heard from the woman herself, Celie herself. (laughs) Go get your tickets for the color purple. Uh, you can get them by visiting civictheater.org. You can learn all about the show and the performances or call the box office at 317. 843-3800. 843-3800. We run October 8th through the 23rd. And there are plenty of great seats left. So mm-hmm. get online. Get, get on your phone. Yep. Get your tickets. Absolutely. Yes. And like we said at the beginning of the podcast, our fall classes are up and running right now. But we also have Yap and Yap Junior Dance Workshop still happening. So this Sunday, I think at like 2 Sometime in the afternoon. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember. It's they on they the span across the, the whole afternoon. Yes. So the Yap ones are for our high school students and the Yap Junior are for grades six through eight. So a big span of ages there. If you want to do any kind of dance, it'll be musical theater dance with Ann Beck. Yes. And Ann then Beck. also tap with Ann Beck for the Yappers. And yeah. And hip hop, mm. which I think will be very interesting. Mm. Yes. Mm. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today on Civically Speaking, you can find us uh, anywhere podcasts are streamed, all of the platforms, and I'm all not going to tell you what they are, because you should know what they are. And <laughs> yeah. we're on like 17 yes. of them. Pick, That's pick your preferred one. It's yes. enough. Pick it's one enough. and we're there. <laughs> and if you really liked what you saw, please leave us a good review on whatever platform you choose to listen mm-hmm. to us yes. on. Make sure that other people know that this is something they should add to their listening. Yes. Yes. Next week. We will week. be back next week with, with, with the next installment in the Color Purple series. With our diversity liaison. With our diver- Ooh, yes. yes. The diversity liaison for Civic Theater, Mr. Jonathan Stutter, will join us. Jonathan Stutter. Jonathan Stutter. Stutter. Okay, now it's getting creepy. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Until then, I'm Michael. And I'm Tessa. And this is. Civically Civically speaking. speaking.